Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out on the jukebox singing Honk, it's all women We, we kind of have a it's, it's not really joking because it's a rock and roll theme podcast, but we always just hit okay. on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it is a rock and roll theme <laughs> and podcast. As much as Josh okay. brings it up, okay. you'd think That's, that they that induct works. people every week. <laughs> I, I it's, either, it's either who just got inducted, who was nominated, or who's currently going in. Every week, Josh is fingers on the pulse of <laughs> rock and roll hall of fame news that's from that rolling stone magazine <laughs> subscription he's had for the past uh 25 dude years. I, I still have it that's why i tell people they're oh, like I know. what I know. why do you have a rolling stone subscription I'm like, it's to know who's inducted into the yes, rock and roll I need, hall to, of fame. I need to keep up with the hall of fame on a month bi-weekly uh basis but anyway the rock hall inductees for 2023 are kate bush missy elliott george michael cheryl crow Rage Against the Machine, The Spinners, and Willie Nelson. Hmm. Where's The Rock? Well, I, I was about to say, it's funny that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doesn't know what rock and roll is. <laughs> I mean, Rage Against the Machine yes. is rock and roll. Certainly. Um, yes. There are special awards for Al Cooper, who we talked about la- last uh, episode. Nice. Uh, nice. Shaka Khan, obviously rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Link, Link Ray. I mean, I love... Kate Bush is awesome, but that's not rock and roll in my mind. I th- it's just the music. It's hall just of fame the Netflix got her into the rock and roll hall of fame. Yeah, yeah, is that that's crazy? Um, DJ Cool Herc, Bernie Taupin, and Don Cornelius were also like side inductees for oh, various okay. reasons. Bernie Ta- Bernie Taupin is the uh, guy who wrote for Elton John. Yes, right? yes. Uh, wait, who were the three that you named? George Missy Michael, Elliot, George Michael, Crow. and and Cheryl Crow. Which of those three is the most rock and roll? Cheryl Crow. <laughs> Cheryl Crow. <laughs> that just goes to show you. Yeah, well, I saw, actually, speaking of Cheryl Crow, I saw her at Willie Nelson's 90th birthday celebration on Sunday night at a concert that was, I don't want to say it's the best concert I've ever been to, but just in terms of sitting there and listening to absolutely beautiful voices, seeing amazing songs, and just so much talent coming on the stage for one fucking song and then off was beyond anything I'll see, I think, again in my life. It, and then Willie was just, at 90 years old, killing guitar solos at the, at the very end. It was insane. Like, they, they brought Christofferson out to do to help make it through the night with, help me make it through the night with Nora Jones. I mean, she was basically holding him up. I mean, he got through the song. <laughs> But, you know, and he's probably a little younger. And Willie just got Woody Harrelson's getting all stoned and emceeing. Chelsea Handler, Helen Mirren had a cowboy hat on. It was. <laughs> Helen Mirren in a cowboy hat. <laughs> Dude, it was. I walked out of there pretty. Like, I had a couple beers and I walked out of there just so uplifted and, you know, just feeling so good about, I don't know, life and, and humanity yeah. after watching something like that. It was insane. Like, Keith Richards came out, the Avid Brothers, Beck. Dave Matthews. Yeah. I'm sure you were on one. Like you said, you were so inspired, which I knew by I was trying to watch uh, Succession, and my phone was just boop 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 boop. boop. Check this, dude, dude, dude. Boop, boop. <laughs> I bet wow. it felt good too to see all that inspiring music and uh, what was happening the next morning. Absolutely, that that's true. <laughs> it was it was a lot of good music, and then yeah. knowing that uh, our first album was coming out. Uh, mm. At, at midnight mm-hmm. that night. Unfortunately, I, I was home by 11, so I couldn't blast it on the Ventura Highway <laughs> on my way home. But uh, a shame. woke up the next morning and uh, had a For the Kings album, the first in 13 years. The album that nobody asked for, but we provided <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Greatest Hits Volume 2. Uh, uh, Neil, when, it, when you woke up and immediately put it on, I assume? I did, I did. I, uh, at like 6 in the morning, because I'm up early with the boy, <clears throat> I was about to walk my dog and put it on and was super pumped. Uh, just started sending out texts to 
people at work, all my friends and family. Um, yeah, it felt good. Rocked it all the way to work. And it was the first time that I've ever just listened all the way through. I've always, you know, throughout the process, just been picking each song apart. But um, And listening to it uh, so many times. Yeah, it was fun to listen to it all the way <laughs> through, like without having to go and press the song again and be like, okay, I guess this is going to be a good order of things. <laughs> Matt, did you, were you able to listen for, as preparation? I, I was. Yes. Yes. I think I, it's funny because I'm on the East coast. So I oh, yeah. listen and I listen early. So, uh, cause like I'm up early and I was, I, I was able to put it on during my work day. Uh, and I really dug it. And it's, and it's funny to me that you mentioned how like you didn't really, you know, you were hoping that the songs like fit a good, order or flow and like i that was like the first thing i noticed is i really enjoyed the flow and how it felt going all the way through yeah 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 the one thing i was telling neil though as we listened to him because once you have everything done and you're not you don't have an endless budget i was like we maybe we should have talked about like having a different instrument solo on one of these songs (laughs) 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 and neil was like nah well, the Not best was when, yeah. no, I actually brought it up. I was like, is there too much guitar? And our producer was like, that sounds like an onion headline. Guitar player thinks there's too much guitar on the album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it was, um, it was a lot of work. And, um, again, the band is called For the Kings. The album is called Turn It Off. You can stream it wherever you... Um, listen to music these days which is weird because it really is just streaming it's just here's an apple music yeah. link and here's a spotify link go listen there's a little <laughs> uh well well uh matt thanks for listening and and yeah, anybody no, who listens to this check us out turn it off turn it off the podcast great. and go listen to the album <laughs> it's go listen <laughs> i also I, I thought one of the questions i asked you guys immediately it was like did you work with an with the sound with an engineer or you know did you produce it yourself because it sounds extremely professional and i actually you know when i listened to it i revisited your first album oh nice uh to do a little comparison we'll take the streams as you hear (laughs) (laughs) and it's just it's it's you know you could tell immediately that like it's a much different more evolved sound and uh more polished and more purposeful it was good yeah i mean i I would say the the first one actually the the guy who produced this one martin cook um has been doing it for a long time obviously knows what he's doing because it does sound you know the first time we got a a mix of one of the songs we were like holy shit martin knows what he's fucking doing and that is not to say that frank charlton who did the first one didn't it was just that frank was working on a zero dollar budget out of his house whereas with martin like we yeah. <laughs> you know, we reserved the rooms and, you know, we did it with a not substantial budget, but not an insubstantial budget. So we were able yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we also, um, the first album, we didn't even have a band yet. So we made an album, then formed a band. So we had the 10 to 13 years of actually playing in a band together. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly time and experience uh, certainly evolved over the years. Yeah. And we had probably four songs that we had developed as a band. So those were kind of coming in. We're like, all right, we got these. And then, you know, the other ones we kind of actually together, you know, for the first time in a long time, sat down and, and wrote out. Like, all right, well, what are we doing with this? Let's try different keys, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 major minors, blah, blah, blah. So it was uh, it was definitely more of a collaboration i would say with this one the last one was basically like some songs i'd written in my 20s that we were like hey which one sound the best all right sweet neil play guitar (laughs) and then the producer was like all right i'm gonna figure out what to do with these whereas this one we came in and we knew exactly what we wanted with each song so it was fun it was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. i would awesome i would suggest it to any musician uh that if you got some songs and you got a little little extra cash you know second part's usually done right yeah, the second pro part is yeah, the exactly. Uh, exactly. But speaking of playing music and being a musician, Matt, um, it is your final uh, episode with us. Uh, it is. So yes. um, we like to ask our guests on their final episode a little bit about their music history. Like, I already know the answer to this, but tell the viewers, like, mm. what's your history playing instruments? A little trip down memory lane because I don't get to play very much anymore. You know, like my playing these days is all strictly just me picking up an acoustic guitar and bullshitting <laughs> for, you know, like 
like trying to play like Neil Young's Heart of Gold and having to like look up the chords again yeah. and just like and then finally do it. They're like, all right, yeah, I can still play this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let me ask you. Let me yeah, let, let, uh, What instrument did you start playing first, and how old were you? Yeah, guitar. Uh, so I started with guitar, and I was young when I first picked up a guitar. Uh, probably thirteen was when like I was like interested in guitars and asked my first guitar. Uh, and then, like, I remember I took some, like, lessons here and there and tried learning and quit off and on. Uh, and then eventually I became, like, obsessed with it at a point. And it was right before I came to college. Yeah. Was when, like, I got obsessed with the guitar and I got an acoustic guitar and I just, like, like I slept with it, you know. Like, I was just playing it nonstop. And when I got to college, I was playing a lot and we were just in a group of friends that played music, you know what I mean? Like we had, Jackson played guitar as well, and Jackson was a very talented guitarist, you know? Yeah. Uh, Even even back then, you know, talking 25 years ago, he was extremely talented. Jeff, you know, playing drums. JG on the drums, baby, all all day. JG on the drums. Uh, So, you know, we all all basically lived together uh, in an apartment in our second year of college. This was the Arrowsmith apartment. Nice. Yep. So, like, I'm sure it's been mentioned before, but this was actually the same exact apartment that Arrowsmith lived yep. in in Boston. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff set up his drum set in his bedroom, and uh, we used to just play all the time. And Jackson would come by and play a lot. We were we were just like always playing. And, yeah. And this this whole time, Josh was also playing guitar. And this is Not much, very though. early, yo. But <laughs> you, you one. would, yeah, you would pick up the guitar and you would noodle around with it. You were always noodling with the guitar, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so this was very early, and but Josh was always like was able to sing. Yeah. Like Josh was was a singer even back then. Yeah. You know, we and it's funny because we were just like this group of like young dudes in college and like playing music and stuff. And Josh just like would be busting out songs, like sounding like a southern angel. <laughs> so we would just like, and we'd just be like, "What is going on here? I'm really." <laughs> Josh, you want to sing "Dear Mr. Fantasy" at our gig this weekend? Yes. So like into my actual music history. So like this is all going on. We're all friends. We're all playing music. And Jackson, very talented guitarist. Jeff, very talented drummer. And me, like, I'm playing acoustic guitar. And, like, what I know really well with guitar and what I kind of became really into with guitar was the fucking blues scales. Yeah. Uh, So, like, I was really, I really knew how to play blues scales in, like, any key. And... Jackson was like the guitarist and Jeff was playing the drums. So like Jackson was just basically like forced me to play bass one day. He was like, he's like, just play some bass, try some oh, bass, yeah. play it out, like play, play it. And like forced me to play it. And then, so next thing I know, I'm the bass player in our band. And, and so what, what's me, the name of that band again? Uh, that Yeah. The name of that band is triple double. Triple double is the name of that band. We did actually record a demo. We had a few songs. Oh yeah, That's we, right. Y'all did record a demo. We did. Yep. And we got a residency at the BU pub uh-huh. where we were able to play a solid three shows before we packed the plays too much. And a girl fainted and they told us we weren't allowed to have our friends there anymore. Cause we were just like too rowdy. <laughs> College bands. But it was so much fun playing those shows. And the most fun playing these shows was we would play at uh, parties. At, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't at the Red House. What did we call? I don't know what we called the... It was in the basement the, somewhere of some, somebody's place. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, So there was a house around the corner from where we lived where Jeff moved into. It was a house nearby, and in the basement was, like, a full-fledged, like set up with a stage so we used to throw these huge parties there and for the first like four or five hours of the party triple double would play the basement it was just like a jam session it was so awesome man like it was so awesome because like looking back it was just like like i still think of that as the most fun i've ever had in my life was playing those parties since then your musical career has 
you just play acoustic. Oh, has gone to yeah, it has gone to nothing. We're just talking heart of gold every now and then. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Memories, memories. Little... You know, it, it cuts me yeah. up to think about it, Matt. It does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, One having, more having all your song. friends singing One with you, more belting. Song. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of one more song, uh, on that note, you were listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you, and this week our one more song is going to be Peter Murphy's "Cuts You Up" from his 1990 album Deep, written by Peter Murphy and Paul Statham, and produced by Simon Rogers and released on Beggar's Banquet. So this song is very meaningful to me. This song actually has been, it's one of the longest tenured songs in like my own personal top five uh, songs of all time list, which is constantly changing and rotating. Ah. This one is a very long tenured song there. You know, it's just a personal favorite. I think it really speaks to me personally. I think uh, the lyrics and the meaning behind the song are very mystical and like you don't really get uh it's good poetry but it's not like very clear what he's talking about what the song's about yeah but but i like that i think that's cool it's got that goth feel whilst while being also alternative rock Mm -hmm. i think it came out at a time like 19 i think came out like 89 or 90 yeah and like at that time it was the big bands were like you too you know, yeah. and like Metallica, uh, yes, Guns and and, and all exactly. And alternative wasn't like so mainstream yet. Mm-hmm. No, and like the whole like grunge scene didn't invade yet. And this song, in my mind, kind of like ushered that in because of like it, it bridged the gap. Because then you had these other alternative bands like around that time, like REM. Like, you know, that are, that are you know, in the similar vein there. And, like, I think there's a clear comparison here to, like, David Bowie mm-hmm. sure. uh, with this song that everyone brings up that, like, I could see, you know, he, this is one of the songs in my mind that ushered in that, like, 90s alternative rock uh, yeah. era that I love. Uh, oddly so. And, 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 like, I, you know, look, I mean, I have never heard of this artist I had never heard uh-huh. of this song. Um, yes. I, and, and, you know, like most songs, somebody's like, hey, listen to this song, and you're unaware of it. Like, it takes, it takes a few listens to know whether you like it or not, right? Yeah. yeah. So I would say the first six days, I was definitely on the negative side. Um, <laughs> not, not, and, and not even thinking like this is a bad song it's just not the mm. music I tend to listen to especially now and Neil will, will say this as well it's like I ca- kind of constantly harp on the fact that I don't think 90s alternative has aged well and I don't it's really? not something I revisit at this point in my life um, like mm. I, I still mm. have like a soft spot for Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam. like I can, I can go yeah, back and listen yeah. to them whenever maybe even Blind Melon uh, yes. But not even that so much anymore. But this, this, this is really not a blind melon type thing. I would say no, it's more in the, no. the latter two range. But, you know, the more I listen to it, I, I, I appreciate it more. Like, like you said, it combines a lot of, like, alt-rock elements from the 80s with, you know, what's coming in the 90s with grunge and alt-rock and stuff. But so it definitely is a song that you should know and appreciate if you like or ever have liked any of that kind of music yeah. it's it's funny because like I feel like the bridge it's like the first time that specific oh yeah 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 I mean like yes, that, that's I gotta be that the shit. first time that that had been done and was just you know I mean you could hear it in hundreds of other songs over the next yes. 30 years yes. so yep. you know there for me, I'd say there's more an appreciation than like a love for this song at this point. I, and maybe mm-hmm. if I would have heard this at a younger age, it would be different. I'd have a different kind of connection with it. But yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's more like okay, I appreciate yeah. this, but I don't. Yeah, I, don't yeah, love it. I too never heard of the artist or song. <laughs> um, um, I'm not <laughs> proud of that. Not no. It's another reason why I picked uh-huh. this song. Great, because I, I, I love it. 
I, and yeah. I think I had a very similar experience, Josh. It didn't take me six days to come around to it. But um, the one thing I noticed is I listened <laughs> probably the night you chose it. So I took my dog for a walk and I was just like, kind of, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely am more into this sound than Josh is. But mm-hmm. then I realized the next day, um, so on my second listen, uh, was during the day. I think it's a daytime song. I think I enjoy this much more in the day because it, it feels a little ridiculous at night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> yes, like, when I, was, I can see that. When I was uh, listening to it during the day, I was very surprised that it was 1990. Like, I definitely thought it was 80s when I, when I first heard or it. When I first went to Wikipedia and saw it was 1990, I was... Uh, kind of my whole everything i thought i knew had changed (laughs) Um, and then also josh you're saying the bridge that is the chorus the rest of the song the whole song's a bridge and then he finally gets to the chorus at minute three That's it. That's it. That's a that's a fair point because at a certain point mm. he goes to that and then he stays. I don't even know if it's a yeah. key change or he just yeah. Well, just stays whole, on that progression. Even when the song comes in, it sounds like a bridge. And really, that uh, the oh the bridge or the chorus, whatever you want to call it, that that's really where it slaps you in the face and that that really kind of ties it mm. all back together. And it, it almost makes you appreciate the rest a little more. Some of the instruments being used and just some of the decisions made, you know, you can tell it's 90s. But it, and like you said, it does kind of bridge a gap. But I feel like it almost, the reason we don't know it, it almost gets lost in the wake of grunge and Nirvana. It's like kind of like the yeah. 1989 through mm-hmm. 91, we're just well, kind of like well, waiting for the next thing to hit, you know? Well, one of the other songs that we did that I think came out the same year was the NXS song you chose. Never Tear Neil and it, yeah, never tear us apart. Which I, I like that song more than this, but it, it has a similar mm-hmm. production quality. Although, mm. let's just get to this real quick because this is the part <laughs> of the song that I just I don't like, and it's the fucking violin. Well, really? it's not a violin; I, it's a synth. Well, it, 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 but it's like a sample of a violin that they tried to the, like the actual violin yeah. didn't sound right, and they were like, "Nah, let's just." Yeah, I, I agree. Like, just, I think it works in this song. I, it'd be very different without it. It's it's integral to the song. I'm not saying I it's was not. Get, yeah. I don't like I was getting sound. heavy yeah. Karate Kid 2 Okinawa vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's interesting to me because that, the violin and that melody, or the synth, you know, is the 80s pop mm-hmm. aspect of mm-hmm. this song. Huh. Whereas the rest of the song, to me, is rock and roll and alternative rock, especially. Yes. Whereas that that violin mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the only thing that, and his voice, I should say, his brooding voice. But that's more goth, not so much pop. But that you but can it, you can place in you know with the Cure or with that's like true. a. a uh, Bo- right. um, a mid '80s Bowie, or Bowie, with uh, yeah. Alice in Chains, like the, the voice kind of goes wherever the it voice goes. Fits it too. The violin, Musically, though. I thought when the when the first song first started, when I first listened to it, I was like, "Is this some cheesy ass like Irish fucking like <laughs> yeah. '80s Irish I, thing?" Like, I'm like, "Oh God!" Uh, his voice kind of, honestly, his voice kind of brings me back to like, okay, this is, mm-hmm. this yeah, is, this yeah, more, this yeah, is yeah. <laughs> it's no, it's so interesting to me because I have such a deep love for '80s pop music and that sound and that synthesizer sound and that type of melody over uh, this type of drumming, like, I, like that '80s sound is something like I love so much. So that's why this song is so big to me you know what i mean because it's it really brings together a lot of my loves of music and delivers in a very effective way i I was curious i was like i wonder if this was like an electric guitar and it had a little bit of like dirt on Mm -hmm. it if i would like it more or if it's just the riff is kind of cheesy i don't really know. yeah i thought the same thing but then realized that it's just it's of a certain time and it it gives it a certain almost nostalgic quality. It didn't at the time, but it it, it kind of it, it's part of it. It's part of the whole package. And yes, it would. We probably would yeah. like it a little more, but I don't know if it would have been 
quite the song it is to Matt. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't have cut you up. And no, real quick. It wouldn't have cut you up. Real quick, just to circle back and hammer it home. Matt, do you agree that that O, uh, the bridge or whatever, is the chorus? I mean, he says O, oh, yeah, it cuts yeah. you up. It's like literally like... Yeah, I, I do agree. Yeah. I do agree. I think that this song has a lot of compositional, very interesting compositional decisions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, and, but melodically, yeah. it's not like... It, yes, it's not a a pattern that you see that often. I mean, he's basically playing three chords with like the D, like the two or whatever. He's uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, kind yeah. of you know doing so suspended and stuff, and then he goes to the four at a certain point. There's nothing super complicated. It's really but all he, about the decisions they're making from a like you said from a compositional yeah instrumental. It's that standpoint. and uh, yes, it's that and there's a lot of layers in the song Mm -hmm. like if you you know if you isolate his vocals he has multiple he has his his vocals on multiple tracks kind of like layered into it and he also same with the guitars like during that chorus part and he's doing his wailing Mm -hmm. thing which i think that and that wailing thing and the guitar build up and the distortion and the the movement of the song and the swelling is something that since that this song came out, it's used so often, so effectively that, by so many bands. That's true. That uh, is the most original and unique thing about the song. I one could argue, and I will, that it meanders a bit, like Neil saying before it gets there. It could definitely yeah, come yeah. early because that is yeah, the I could see that. climax of the song, basically. Uh-huh. And it you you have to wait a good bit. Not that the if you well, if you don't, if you don't absolutely love that violin sound, yeah. right? Because the whole thing is that swelling. He he immediately drops it into that violin melody, yeah. And that's like such an effective tool in my mind to kind of like recenter the song and the story he's yeah. telling. Yeah, uh, there's just such a know, difference between the what he's doing in the chorus and in the verses. I mean, just night and day because it's kind of like this gritty like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know the just, way because yeah. it, it's very yes. i mean it's also it's also very british like <laughs> just vocal yeah, it's wise so it's like british. it turns it you out it <laughs> you love win it. and love lets it. you out you know uh, uh, i love it they it, do not make music like this anymore at all well know? i would i would I, I think honestly i think the vocal is probably my favorite part of the song just maybe mm. because and, and it, it could be more of a compositional thing like you were saying just because that is Looking back on it, that's got to be the first time they did that kind of swell, and all, which is just used so much moving forward that yeah. you know it really does pay off, especially if you're not as interested in the the three minutes that come before it. You know, but his, <laughs> yeah, but the way his voice rises, where he's kind of here, and then oh, but it's yeah, yeah, it's, one of those, it's just it's it's powerful. It's not really mm-hmm. like beautiful and melodic. It's just a powerful kind of. It cuts, it, it cuts, it cuts, it cuts you off. Um, but okay, so you guys are saying like that part and the the swell and the la la las and the o's. I, I hear I hear the alternative and where what it took from that. But I also like it almost seems like straight taken from like melt with you or uh, don't you forget about me like la 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 yeah, la. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't know how much of that is the. Because in that other part, you're kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's dancing like that. <laughs> left, that right, left, dance. right, yeah, left, 80s. right. And then he's just like, hello, I'm here. But, yeah, I mean, that's just like a lot of 80s yeah, pop music yeah. was just... that they say, Like, yeah, you hear yeah. the song, this you're like, this dude's are. fucking like, yeah. eating some fucking biscuits later, you know? Yeah, it's 100%. great how it drops in. I mean, you got to love the just reverby fading out. Oh, like he <laughs> fell off a cliff or something. Yeah. <laughs> Have we mentioned yet this how Peter Murphy was the front man and founder of Bauhaus, which is like I did read that. Yes, fame. Yeah, so like he actually, you know, that band was formed in the early '80s and like was really kind of pioneers mm-hmm. of that goth sound. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know them well, but I know I've I've listened to them you've before. Heard, and like after yeah. hearing that, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's this guy. So he broke that band. I don't think he broke that band up. Whatever the band disbanded in in like '83, I think I read, and then he embarked on his solo career and was working on music and and like basically didn't have a breakthrough until this song. Yeah, in, this was on his third album. Yep. Yep. And. and, and Oh yeah, go ahead. and just real uh-huh. quick, the the producer Simon Rogers was a member of the Fall and the Lightning Seeds before getting into this production game. He uh, he said the song was basically they didn't really change much from the demo, like he it brought it in fully formed, nice. and, and and that was it. Just like yeah. Tuesday's yeah. gone. Yeah. So, and I think especially these days, you hear Peter Murphy's name come up more and more when it, musicians are interviewed as like a hmm. major influence on them. And so, this is a, definitely a song that gets lost in the shuffle, like you said before. It mm-hmm. gets lost in that in between of the yeah. alternative wave and the 80s. And I think literally, you know, like it, it just gets like lost literally in the wake, like the the waves behind the boat of yeah. Nirvana yeah. and Pearl Jam, just like washing away. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it was like yeah, underneath right. the Guns N' Roses were kind it of fell stepping off the on music like that. Peter fell off the t- <laughs> Paradise City. They were underneath Slash's hat. Uh, <laughs> well, well, anyway, we should mention that um, the you know Peter Murphy's singing and, and doing the, the samples and stuff, but the 100 Men are the backing band on this. It's uh, Turl Bryan on drums and percussion, Eddie Branch on bass, Paul Statham on guitar and keyboards, Peter Bonus on guitar. Paul Statham, also a well-known songwriter that's written for like Dido and uh, Kylie Minogue and people mm. like that and made a shit ton of money. He co-wrote the song. So let's just real quick uh, touch on this lyric because it's shifty. You know, like I, I don't really know what it is that cuts me up, you know? <laughs> I... I like looking at it, I tend to think it's a more positive it, yeah, you know, yeah. like what, what it may be God or maybe like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, love. But the more I think about it, the more I think it's like a manic episode. <laughs> yeah, there's some shit going on. Spits you out well, yeah, and you desire. His metaphor game is on point, you know. <laughs> Changing colors, spinning yarns, yeah. leaves you dry, cuts you up and hangs you high. It's, like that's it's, great. It's rough stuff, man. Twisting and turning and fucking spitting and conquering desires did you guys watch uh, the music video unfortunately not. absolutely no i, I did watch yeah, the little like I spotify did. thing of his face just looking at me singing it <laughs> <laughs> those spotify those repeating things well drive me crazy. the video is as brooding as the vote it's, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah it's very reminiscent of the Betty Davis eyes, Ooh. but not as like cinematic, Neil. But with the Does it start with the, the shadow, silhouette? except for there's just the only light that's coming is on his eyes. Is there is there know, a wind? Is there a fan? Well, there's a lot of like mystical landscapes okay. and forests and imagery. Like, it's actually uh, about really deforestation. Imagery. He, he's definitely. <laughs> it's we're talking like old English, like off in the fucking fairylands. With the deer I, and the rabbit. I, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it is kind of, it's like a fairy tale. I I have read that this song, that he's a very religious mm. individual, and this song's about uh, his relationship with God. I've read that That was somewhere. my first inclination, was God. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this has got to be. Yeah, like I a, mean, that, that opening yeah, yeah. line. Uh, you it know, all makes you, sense you, now. You come in through the blinds, you pour yourself over me, mm-hmm. the light, you know. It's, That's a uh, great metaphor. Yeah. You pour yourself over me like the sun through the blinds. I was like, ah, oh, that's yeah. very oh, it's, nice. It's, fan- it's, it's great. The lyrics are, are really, uh, in my mind, very, very, it, it's good mm-hmm. poetry. In my- but, like, when you, it, what do you take from it when you, when you listen to yeah, it? Like, what do you I, like to think? I think it's about life. Like, it's just about how you evolve through life. Yeah. Not just, you know, it's about how you transition through life and you have these big moments and that's what cuts you up is these, like, huge moments in your life that you know change you but you still push forward yeah and you still continue forward and and there's there's a driving force in everyone that pushes you forward and that's what this song's about and for him that may be god but i think the song's about like that life force that pushes you forward to keep on keeping on my uh, mm. my favorite part is the you know the way it's painted gold is it honey is it gold? <laughs> is it cold? Is it cold? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That, uh, that's another line that, that stands out when you read it. You know the way it's painted gold. 
Oh, I love his I love his delivery, man. I love the way he delivers his like his brooding voice and just the build up and then the the wailing behind him mm -hmm. oh, yeah. that he's able to do. like I I think I I fucking love this song so much. It's a, I mean <laughs> thinking about this coming out in 90, it is an original song. It's a very unique song even though like mm -hmm. now you think about it and you're like what's unique about it cuz a lot of shit's kind of sounded like this since then, but yeah. back mm -hmm. then, yeah. you know, this was kind of a, a, a one of the and it, you know it, it got to number nine on the or no it got to number 55 on the billboard 100 and it, out, it got to the top of the modern rock billboard hmm. charts with whatever the okay. fuck that means and yeah. billboard said that it was the ninth best alternative rock song of all time Whoa. wow so it wow it left its mark in an alternative way if you, if you get what i'm saying um yeah. and <laughs> And speaking of alternative and or alternative ways, I think that brings us into the vibe time section of this podcast. Mm. So, Matt, bring us into this vibe uh, of cuts you up in three, two, one. Is it honey? Is it vibe? <laughs> it, whatever you whatever you want it to be. Uh, it's your it's your song though. So when when do you want to hear this song? So. Yeah, like me personally, I love listening to this song as I do most music in my car. But like, when do I want to hear this song is like, to me, this is a transitional song. And I think it fits with the other two songs we've covered during my time on Pod Gave Rock and Roll to You. Oh. In that, like, this is another song that is really uh, meant for transitions, whether you're starting a new beginning. Uh, or you're leaving something behind. This to me is a song that like will really hit hit that note when you yeah. need it. If you're yeah. going through a change Cutting your in teeth. your life, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but otherwise, like this is a song I want to hear in my buddy's basement <clears throat> that has like black light posters on the wall and like a <laughs> disco ball going. Yeah. Like I feel transported <laughs> back and like. You know, this is as yeah, long as like, you got this, like a black light, as long light. As that light is just going across your eyes. Yeah, lava everything's lamp, shadow like, except for here. Yeah, I and you're you're light. just looking at your buddy like you know the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone's wearing shoulder pads. You know, God, maybe some maybe a spike here or there. Who knows? Like it gets <laughs> yes, crazy. Who knows? Uh, Neil, what about you? When do you specifically okay, want to hear this song? I have two answers here. Um, one is... <laughs> what? So I was picturing myself in like a movie in the late 80s. As you're, It's almost your soundtrack. As you're walking into a poolside party, that's when the chorus hits. Oh, ah. <laughs> that's it. It's, and just on, that on repeat. I just want the chorus on repeat. And then another one is, um, as we've learned, um, Peter Murphy, very influential um, we should definitely know him. So next time I'm having a conversation about rock and roll, I'm going to bring him up like I've known him for years <laughs> and shame whoever doesn't know him. Like, what? You don't know Peter Murphy? Like, what? You don't know we Peter Murphy? stop talking. <laughs> Is he in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Josh? No. Is Peter Murphy? He's in the know. Alternative he's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He deserves to be. Yeah. <laughs> he's in Billboard's <laughs> Alternative Rock Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, okay, so... I have a thing where, like, when I'm drunk and I'm, like, with people and, like, music is on and I have can put on a song or somebody Something else can. Something lets you. Uh, where I'll be like, no, 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 just wait, just wait. Or I'll fast forward it through theirs and get to mine. Oh, yeah. Only never, when I'm never. really drunk. And I if I'm at my house. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to do that at somebody else's house. You've been doing that since 2003. <laughs> um, probably since, like, 1998. But yeah, the, probably. Yeah. So I'd like to hear this when, like, a friend puts it on the queue and it comes on. I'm like, no, 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 not right now, not right now. And then I'm like, and then he's like, chill. And then about a minute in, I hear the O part, and I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> you're like, and you're like, oh. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with it. I like this song. You hey, this, start with This is Peter Murphy. This you know Celtic? Peter Murphy, right? He's <laughs> <laughs> very important. Uh, uh, <laughs> Big shoes. Uh, but, but speaking about uh, late night drunk, I think that's time to slide under the influence and talk about the influence of this song. I'll get us started here, which we've already mentioned, but like this is, like it, it's he sounds like a grungy Bowie, right? You know, it's yeah, not yeah, exactly yeah. like Bowie. Like yeah. I can see that that's because the obvious one. It's yeah. an obvious one, but there's just a little more. I don't know, and maybe that's the music. But then, like you know, moving forward, like I said, it's 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 Pearl Jam, it's Alice in Chains, it's Sound Garden, especially 
Um, just and then unfortunately, you know, after that, it's, there's Creed and there's Stained and there's Puddle of Mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, this kind of Puddle music of sounds mud. like a terrible it just went like there, tour this summer. <laughs> <laughs> no, Creed, no, Stained, no. and Puddle of Mud. Who's not going to that? <laughs> see, <laughs> I see. <laughs> So I, I agree with you on the you know the the grunge '90s bands you mentioned. There's there's another band that I love. A, a, you know, probably my favorite band of the last like decade uh, is The National. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know if you guys know about the band uh, The National. Okay, you talking about? Yeah, we know The National. With yes. you know them, you know that band. <laughs> I'm going to see uh, them in a so, couple of weeks. Are you? Yeah, yeah. awesome. I, I'm. A, I was a huge. I, I am. I still am a huge fan yeah. of the National. They're like one of my favorite bands of all time. I'll, I'll tell anyone that. Uh, I've been a fan. Like they're a band that I, I've seen when they were real, just starting out. And to me, they, they mm-hmm. like. They this sound is them. You know what that's I mean? A, that's this a good song call, yeah. is like is is like the National. Uh, really, like very heavily influenced by this. Dropping band, an I octave. Think. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That He's a little more loungy <laughs> when he sings. Baritone. Bar- Berninger, yeah. Berninger, whatever. His yeah, name yeah, is. yeah. Uh, but then I think there was that whole, there's that whole like, like retro wave, chill wave movement. You know, I don't know if you guys know about that whole alternative scene of like Twin Shadow. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like it, I love that. this like electronic alternative chill wave. I don't remember what it was. I think that's what it was called, chill wave or whatever. I don't remember uh, the name. I mean, I know Twin Shadow and and, and stuff like that. I, I, that stuff is heavily influenced by this band. You know, this guy Peter Murphy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know if I agree with you with the Twin Shadow no, thing, but no, maybe I mean, that. Just- that- Brand Twin Shadow has that 80s vibe. There's the Saturdays. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. yeah, I mean, I love that stuff. I just, I, I listened to this album today. It's just a little harder than stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's a yes. little more as the, the album harder as a, it's more like, than stuff. There's almost like, like that. a punk. There's like a, that's the, there's almost like a punk goth aspect in there, like a yeah. tinge of it in there. Yes, I agree. Neil, what about you? You got yeah. anything else? Well, I mean, I mentioned the 80s stuff. I mean, I think as well, Soft Cell, I hear a little bit of that. Um, and one song that it really reminds me of just its structure and its very creative nature, how we talked about it almost starting as a bridge. It reminds me of that um, filter song, Take a Picture. Do you guys know that? Uh, just the, yeah, oh, do yeah. you want to take man. my picture? Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, it like song. it also has these uh, weird movements. It doesn't have like a with that a chorus yeah, the beginning. Like, oh wait, young yeah. man, see where go my airplane? <laughs> yeah, that old, that old beginning. One thing it does kind of remind me of, just with the low singing and almost the uh, delivery, is uh, Crash Test Dummies. <laughs> I thought about it, and then I was like, "No, I'm not going to say." <laughs> You're that. not going to do that to him. I'm not going to do that to Peter Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, the it's, it's, there's a lot. There's uh, a lot there. I love that song. I love it. <laughs> I that is you want to hear something hilarious? Uh, is that that song that mm, mm-hmm. yeah the crash test is a song that I used to when my son was an infant, uh, and he would be crying in his in his crib. I would take him out and I would hum that nice, song. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Him and walk around the bedroom, <laughs> and I would sing that that whole song. I would hum. And there and was would, this uh, boy who wouldn't fucking stop crying. Stop crying. <laughs> uh, well, don't know how to take walking your well, whatever. Let's get under the covers. Uh, let's let's take the child into the bedroom and get under the covers. Um, but in a trying to get him to go to sleep, way not. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Let's that they cut that. Cut. <laughs> I'm definitely keeping that in. All right. Uh, <laughs> Neil, did you hear any covers of this song? I did. Most of them just sounded exactly like the original. Um, there was one by Brain Halo. Oh. Yeah, I heard that one. Dick Harmony's even heavier Crash Test Dummy vibes. Um, but more an acoustic. Yeah. There was one by Neon Coven that literally I you couldn't tell the difference between the two songs. And then there was one more by Endless Winter that it was way slowed down, like half speed, which was kind of cool. It's kind of yeah. here. It's cool to hear that melody stretched out. 
you know. Neon Coven, Brain Halo, and uh, what'd you say? I, Endless I winter. winter. Nice. I know. That's about that's about what the band names like, that would cover neon, the song. Neon could be. Exactly. Oh my it's god! Perfect. It's perfect. I'd love to be in the room when they came up with that. Like guys, I fucking got it, hey, bro. Neon Coven. I got it. Oh, yeah. I got it. Triple double. <laughs> neon Coven. Matt, did you hear any other any other covers? Uh, no, I did not. I did not. Uh, and I agree. There was nothing. There was nothing out there. I was. I was. I, I feel like he doesn't get enough love. He is now. And, and this song doesn't get enough love. Yeah, yeah look, this is why I wanted to bring He's going to get that Pagay Rock bump. Exactly. And gonna, he's going to be like, where did this bump? So, is he still alive? Yeah, he just got into the <laughs> Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. Like, where did this oh, bump come from? It was the Podgay Rock bump. <laughs> it was the Pod. Podgay Rock, yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. We got you, Peter. Well, if we're, if we're bumping, that means we're probably wearing shoes. Or not, who knows? But uh, it's time to talk about how they fit. Uh, four cuts you up by Peter Murphy. Matt, it's your song. How do the shoes fit? Oh yeah, this is. I'm rocking a pair of like black leather cap toe shoes that are made for dancing. <laughs> oh, okay, and on the floor. Yep, and I'm just like gliding across you're, that you're... violin melody, just like you know, like on the dance floor. You could tell by the lights. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're going left, right, left. Your head is left, just right. going no the whole time. It's just no. That's that, that's that drum beat. Yeah, gliding. You know the gliding. way, and then you're just like, oh, yeah. and then you, then you start soaring <laughs> when the chorus hits. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Nice. Neil, what about you? Well, shoes, I would say um, when, when I think about it and what shoes I'd be wearing, it'd be well-worn um, skateboard shoes, me in the 90s, mm. cruising with this on my disc, man, um, and just similar to the song, acting too cool for my own good. <laughs> oh my goodness that's great um all right i'm stretching a little bit but i don't know if this is gonna work so I'm, i said this this fits like a pair of knee highs like it's sturdy and dependable because it, it's got the bones right and, and uh, but i i'd rather wear the newer version i.e pearl jam or the older vintage version you know talking knee high um, combat boots Talking even flow, bro. Look, it could be, it could be. It, look, boots or socks. Okay. And, you know, boots or socks. Knee high, just knee high. Knee high socks. Yeah, the, the, boots the, or the... socks, or, or 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 fishnets, or we're just going fishnets. Cut you up. <laughs> we, we, we cut you up. We gotta cut have to cut off. a lot of this pot up. That's <laughs> what's gonna happen. Oh, well, on that note, uh, Matt, it's been a pleasure, man. Mm. Thanks for doing this, uh, putting in the time. And talking about some music with us. Yeah, man. It was um, great to meet you. Thanks for being on. I'm going to miss you, bro. Awesome. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a good time, man. I do not get to do this anymore. I do not get to talk about music anymore. So I yeah, appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll definitely, if this yeah, keeps if, going if you for run a while, out of people we'll again, you know, eventually you can find your way back to me. I'm, I'll, I'm happy to. When I when I I gotta work my way up, as I told no, you. No, another reason another reason why I wanted to pick this song too is because I what I need to hear you guys cover this. I need to hear like your take on on hey. this type of music, and I wanted to kind of like, you know, expand your horizons a little bit. You know, I, I always appreciate expanding the horizons. Yeah, yeah. Well, until then, our cover of Peter Murphy's cuts you up. Find you in the morning after dreams of distant signs. You pour yourself over me like the sun through the blinds. You lift me up and get me out. Keep me walking, but never shout. Hold the secret close, I hear you say. You know the way it throws about Takes you in and spits you out Spits you out New desire Conquer it to feel you high To follow it You must be clean With mistakes that you do mean Move the heart Switch the pace Look for what seems out of place 
distant wind Oh, through the zero hour we'll walk We'll cut the thick and break the thin No sound of break, no moment clear When all the doubts are crystal clear Crashing hard into the secret wind Twist and turns, changing colors, spinning yarns. You know the way leaves you dry, cuts you up and takes you high. You know the way it's painted gold. Is it honey? Is it cold? You know the way throws about, takes you in and spits you out. cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock or shoot us an email to what at podgaverock.com. Next week is Neil's week. So Neil, what will we be discussing? Next up, let's dive into Metallica's ever classic one. Damn, wait! <laughs>